<laughs> Welcome again to Nick Flanagan Weekly Halloween. I don't know if I have that much spooky to tell you. You're listening to Nick Flanagan Weekly. You're four times a week. Podcast done by a comedian slash freegan. What's a freegan, you ask? Someone who just loves free stuff. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. If I had more money, maybe I wouldn't even care if stuff was free. But right now, love free stuff. Hi, I'm Nick. Thank you for listening. We're just having a rootin' tootin' time over here. The ADHD is in full effect. I had the craziest, slowest day. I took this medicine I'm on at like... 1pm yesterday and it's 16 hours so I didn't fall asleep until super late the wee hours of the scary night the witching hour when the black cat's hair stands on end when the wizards dance when the minotaur finds Medusa and they shake hands and sit down for a game of death chess I'd love to learn death chess I learned chess a couple years ago that was pretty much another one of my major accomplishments when well in LA was just like focusing on a chess app that I had I'm not good at it but I know the rules so yeah I woke up really late today I was taking care of a dog, keeping it alive, and uh, had stuff to do, and just took my damn time doing it. Came home, helped my mom put some soil away, took a shower, I'm super clean right now. Thought about vampires! And here it is, 7 o'clock, 7.30, and I'm just starting to record the podcast, which this is a harbinger. I think next week I'm going to start putting the podcasts out the late at night, the before, the day before they should be out. Tell me what you think of that. I'm also thinking of doing it Tuesday to Friday. So just some changes minorly I'm thinking of. Um, thank you so much for listening to the show. And... Um, It's really appreciated. If you have any comments or questions, weeklypodcast at gmail.com, W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. Confidential to Mike, yes, I will sell you my sister's Muppets lunchbox. It's very rusted on the inside, but not on the outside. Let's negotiate. Uh, If you're listening to podcasts these days, I do have one to recommend, The Mental Illness Happy Hour. It's uh, really good. I've talked about it before. The most recent episode, I believe, is a discussion with someone who has ADHD. So uh, look that one up. And if you're listening to this a year afterwards, I think it'll be behind a paywall. But for now, listen to this. Uh, There's some really interesting discussion of just going on meds and how that can help. I think that a lot of the time we get so scared off of... um, what medication might do or one experience with medication that we uh, forget that there's a lot out there. There's different dosages. So uh, if you're feeling limited but you don't think medication is an option, maybe just explore 
the flexibility of medications. I don't know. Hi, I'm a comedian. I'm not a doctor. But I'd love to be. So if you have a suggestion for how I can become a doctor, please email the number I told you before. And if you want to support the co- pot, the Codco, the Codcast, which is a fish-based podcast I'm just coming up with soon. If you want to support this podcast, subscribe to it on iTunes, please, and rate and review it. Download it. All that stuff really helps. So uh, all of the tracks on SoundCloud are downloadable. Anyway, or buy my album Wiped Privilege at nickflanagan.bandcamp.com. And that's all the promo stuff just out of the way. Let me tell you about my scary week. What I did was on Sunday, the anniversary of my father's death. I think it was the anniversary. I don't really hang on to that kind of information. Honestly, that was a very traumatic time, so there's a lot of gaps. I have that all the time. Places I lived with someone where the breakup was hard. Can't remember the name of the street. People were mean to me in high school. Can't remember their names. And those are the two bad things that have happened to me. Uh, (laughs) Besides the death. So yeah, I went to the graveyard that day with my sister and mom. Um, I don't love getting too deep into this kind of thing. It's, it's, I think it's private enough that it's not even that it's private. It's just that how do you even articulate it? You know, you go, you stand there, you look at the grave, you miss your family member, really not more than you miss him normally, but you know, it's all there. In our case, we put some rocks on the gravestone. And then you, like, check out all the real estate. (laughs) Grave-wise, around the other grave. Because you really just need a few minutes or a minute at the one grave. But when you're looking at the other graves, you're like, these are some nice graves. Here's a new grave. I do like, um... Well, I don't like any of the fact. But yeah, it was just so, you know, it was, a, it was a hard day on such a subconscious level. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like I haven't even really processed, you know, anything about it. You just go, you pay respects, and then how you feel, how I feel about that is just... I don't know, it's trapped in the blood coursing through my body. And someday, I'll be able to articulate it, maybe. Rest of the story is that I recorded a podcast that day. And then my friend invited me to see Nick Cave. So I went to the Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds concert. And I'd never seen Nick Cave before, and it seemed like a great cathartic way of uh, ending the day. And seeing my friend was nice. Uh, I met some other nice people uh, who went with him. My friend Tom. And then Emma. William. These were all the people I went with. Saw lots of 90s people at this Nick Cave concert. He do- He went into the crowd. 
He brought people on stage with him. He played most of the songs I wanted to hear. It was really cool. Really, really cool. It's like Nick Cave is not Tom Waits, my friends. I know he seems that way. This sort of old-timey, dramatic, tall hat man. (laughs) You can picture him in a top hat. But there's a depth to what he's doing. His voice. There's a depth to his voice that I, I really respond to. I mean, he was playing songs that were... He was the person that introduced me to all this dour music. His cover of Avalanche by Leonard Cohen was the reason I started getting into Leonard Cohen when I was 13. And his album, From Her to Eternity, was what got me into an entire sound. The sort of 90s Jesus Lizard touch-and-go record sound. So it was cathartic in, in that sense. And, you know, all of this 90s music I've been going to concerts of in the last while, and even being back in my home city, uh, it's just bringing back my identity and reinforcing memories of who I am, or at least who I was. And I'm running around wearing my old skin like a cape. (laughs) You know, like a lizard or a snake molts their skin... But imagine they wore that skin like a cape. That's what I'm doing. I'm like Hercules and his bearskin outfit. Or I think he had a bearskin outfit. Except instead of bearskin, it's my own old skin, and I'm wearing it. So yeah, Nick Cave, um just was a refreshing and revitalizing thing, even though it was like his last show of tour and he was clearly pretty zapped, as they say. So I got some mail. I'm going to close off with a little mail. Adam, who's written me before, wrote me with uh, a question. You know I love answering questions here. If you have any, I'd love to answer them. Weeklypodcast at gmail.com W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com So he writes What are your thoughts about the Stone Temple Pilots? They have vexed me for a long time Are they good or bad? Are they layered and good like a David Bowie? Are all surface and not good like a Buck Cherry or some sort of uncomfortable mashup of the two? Do those lyrics mean anything? They were very mysterious to me as a 12-year-old. Stuff I assumed I would understand as an elder folk. Now I am elder, and I still don't get them. Do you have any culture like that? Um, yeah, I probably have culture like that. I'm trying to think of who. Deftones? <laughs> I mean, when I saw them years ago, I appreciated more than I, them more than I thought I would, but I still, it's like another language to me. Um, kinda Soundgarden, kinda. Like, I like some Soundgarden, but it's very histrionic to me, and, uh, you know, I'll take gun and Jesus Christ pose any day. You know, but, I don't know. I feel like when Arena Zeppelin stuff kind of refreshes itself, whether it's in the 90s or the 2000s, um, it's not terribly interesting to me. But obviously, 
you know, they're a very incredibly talented band. Um... Some Noble Pilots. Who could I compare them to? I don't even know. Who do you compare a band like that to? I mean, you were 12. I was probably 13. Um, and I really liked Core when it came out. To me, it was proper grunge. And it fit right in with the other grunge. And I sort of liked it better than Pearl Jam because Pearl Jam were just dude music. Whereas... There was something about Stone Temple Pilots that was almost like caricature dude music, and it had so much sad going on underneath it all. Um, yeah, I don't know what plush is about. I don't know if sex type thing is serious. I don't know if dead and bloated. I don't know what dead and bloated is about. I used to prefer Creep by Stone Temple Pilots to the Radiohead Creep. <laughs> Frankly, Radiohead are in that culture that I don't totally understand. And Buffy. I mean, there's lots of stuff I don't get. House? TV show House? And yeah, I went through a lot of years. I, I liked singles, select singles, after Core uh, came out. I, I didn't like Vaseline, but I liked Big Bang Baby. I didn't like Interstate Love Song at the time, but I mean, it all, it, I, I definitely thought he was a ridiculous person. Wyland was a ridiculous person and clearly someone who overshadowed the rest of the band um, who were working hard on the songs, I'm sure. Um, and I had this opinion for years, you know, that it was just like this messy thing that was like half rock star music, half one-hit wonder-type band, and then there's a third half, and that was sort of mournful grunge, for lack of a better word. But then I saw, I went to this press conference for Velvet Revolver, and um, all of Velvet Revolver were there on time. It was at a hotel in Toronto, on the fourth floor in the conference room or something, full of press. You know, you got Slash and Duff, Scott Weiland, that's a big deal. But you didn't have Scott Weiland. Everyone was on time. Slash, Duff, uh, the other people in the band, Matt Sorum, I don't know. Uh, and Weiland walks in, you know, 20 minutes into the thing. Or 20 minutes late, so everyone had to wait. And he's got one of those big hats that in Scar Tissue by Anthony Kiedis, he refers to as a Coke hat because you'd have to be on Coke to wear the hat. Um, sunglasses, I'm sure. He's imperious, ridiculous. And that definitely made me think, oh my God, Wyland, what are you doing? But then I saw Velvet Revolver that night or a few nights later with Alice in Chains with a different singer singing. And goddamn, Velvet Rodolfo were amazing. It was the perfect cover band, basically, because they did all these Stone Temple Pilots songs, which sounded huge in an arena, and then all these Guns N' Roses songs. And Wyland 
ripped those songs apart. He did amazingly. That was the time. I didn't like Interstate Love Song until I saw them do it live. And then he danced. He, he commanded the stage in an arena at the Molson Amphitheater outdoors. That's not easy. <laughs> that show made me think he was one of the best live frontmen I'd ever seen. So I don't know what to say. And then I would hear him on Stern, and he was sad. And then his last few years were sad. I also I also liked the Sundown Wild song, I Fall to Pieces. Anyway. I don't know if that helps you. But if you can find footage online of that sounds good of, of Velvet Revolver playing the Guns N' Roses songs, if you can see Scott Weiland do Patience, if the show was good, because I heard he was inconsistent, that might help you understand whatever they are. Because I think they were like a fake... They weren't an indie band. They were sort of a, a radio hit band, you know? But more real than Smash Mouth, let's say. I'm more confused than ever about who this band was. But we salute you, Stone Temple Pilots, here at Nick Flanagan Weekly. I wouldn't be the person I am today. <laughs> for better or worse if it weren't for you thank you Adam and that's going to be it for today thank you for listening to Nick Flanagan Weekly tomorrow is Halloween I'll be doing a Halloween episode what does that mean? it'll be about the same scary music, me rambling so tell me what you think of some humble pilots I really want to have every show for the next five days be me answering mail about what people think about Stone Double Pilots I'll be uploading a bunch of video on YouTube soon too so check that out find my YouTube just google my name you'll see a lot of my podcasts up and yeah pick up my album on Bandcamp subscribe tell your friends have a good night Love thy neighbor.